Welcome to another episode of Tournament Talk. It's Tyler Childs here. I am joined today with Blake Thompson of Teammate Basketball, and we're going to dive right into how COVID-19 has impacted the youth and amateur space. This is the Tournament Talk Podcast, where your hosts, Tyler Childs and Sean Sinclair, are on a mission to help you make sense of the tournament world, save you time and money by helping you make all the right decisions to streamline and maximize your tournament business, team, club, or lifestyle. Let's get down and start winning at everything. We've had Blake on in a previous episode, but I just want to welcome Blake to the show here. Um, Blake, you want to introduce uh, yourself to everybody and just remind them what teammate basketball really is and uh, just say hi to everybody. Sure. Thanks again for having me on, Tyler. This is Blake Thompson. I'm with Teammate Basketball. We're a Tennessee-based company that hosts uh, youth travel basketball events in about 16 states. Um, So, yeah, glad to be here and glad to touch base with you about all the – the craziness going on and how it's affected us. And uh, thanks again. Absolutely. So today we're going to dive right into how this has impacted the space. I mean, I think a lot of people are, are still in a little bit of uh, reader review or panic, uh, trying to figure out what's going on. And I think a lot of people within our space are trying to figure out where to go from here. So, you know, one of the things I think is important to start on is, is giving people some context. You know, we, we talked about uh, our industry for many years being recession proof and the growth through the last recession and kind of that high tide market that we've had in the, the time since then. So I know in our previous discussions, you've been building and building and building for a couple of years. Let's start by just kind of outlining where you started and, and kind of where your business was at into 2019. And then, you know, kind of the outlook that you had for 2020, mm-hmm. just as a point of context for our listeners. Yeah, great question. Um, and it, unfortunately, I can't I can't pretend like, you know, we were we were prepared for this. Um, you know, I don't think anyone was. And this this has been a, a brand new challenge uh, for us. 2019, actually going back to 2018 and then last season, 2019, you know, I, I felt like we have done a really good job of getting into those um, markets that responded well to our brand and and really outlining and, and finding facilities that uh, match the experience that we were trying to uh, create for teams. So uh, all the way to this to this point, just as you know, a week or so ago, when things uh, got as bad as they are now uh, with the virus, um, you know, we were we were kind of having a banner year. <clears throat> we had used these uh, subsequent season, seasons to uh, to get to a spot to where we were really clicking on all cylinders and. Um, had sold out three or four events in a row in 2020. So, you know, for everything to come to a, a complete halt has been, uh, it's been difficult and, you know, we, we couldn't see it coming and, you know, we're trying to scramble and, and see exactly what our model looks like going forward. Um, but, you know, without, with all that said, I'm super proud of, of our team for um, just, you know, crossing some of those milestones that we crossed in 2018 and 2019 and, and building a strong brand that teams are are comfortable with and aware of. And, you know, that's put us in a position to be standing on two feet, you know, once we get to the other side of this thing, but, you know, again, it's been challenging for us and um, you know, we're just trying to stay as as versatile as possible and and stay a resource to teams. Um, You know, we're not holding events and we're not giving teams opportunities to play, but uh, there are certain things that we can do to stay in front of the teams and just let them know that we, uh, you know, still have their support and um, that we're still appreciative of, of their support for us. 
Well, and I, and I think that's, you know, one of the things, I don't know if you saw a video I put out last week about uh, mm-hmm. thanking the travel industry as a whole. Like, I don't think people truly realize how much the industry has just ate loss, right? Like, you know, they didn't, right. they didn't cut, you know, pass forward the penalties to their business. They just absorb them into theirs. Um, you know, no sure. bigger than, you know, flights and hotels. I mean, they've, they've ate it. It certainly trickles down to the event level that we're discussing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. both of our businesses have certainly experienced some, some tough, tough conversations over the past couple of weeks here. Um, but ultimately it's one that I, I look to as a really positive scenario of what our industry has always been. Like it's a scenario where we can mm-hmm. sit down and work together to find resolutions and look to the bigger goals because, you know, we're all in it for, for different reasons, but I think the ones that are going to come out of this on the other side in a successful pattern are the ones that are in it for the right reasons. You know, they're not desperate for an extra dollar. Uh, They want to do the right thing and then ultimately benefit, you know, in the long run by just doing good business and doing it the right way. So, you know, kind of just to summarize your last comment there, you know, from, you know, the beginning of your business to two weeks ago, it'd been nothing but growth, correct? Like that's, that's kind of where our industry has been as a whole. And Mm -hmm. I know as, as an up and coming leader in our space, you certainly had that, that, you know, maybe even an outlier of growth above and beyond some of the other organizations out there. So, um, Mm that is obviously ground to a halt. And and when we say that, like, I think it's important that we clarify most of the world has had a slowdown, right? They've, they've had Mm -hmm. to pause. They, they, they're able to continue working or generating revenues in the interim and maybe spending is down. Mm -hmm. But what I think people don't realize about travel and events specifically, like that's a zero. It's not a slowdown. There, there is a a dead halt. We have been, you know, legitimately Mm -hmm. restricted from operating our businesses. And, you know, it's, it's definitely something that, you know, I've heard negative context about, um, nobody should be bailed out in these scenarios. No one should have advantageous scenarios out of this. Now, when you're hearing these things, like, what, what does that mean to you? And, and, and how do you kind of give yourself perspective around that conversation? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with us, you know, just with, with sporty, youth sporting events and even basketball specific events. I can't tell you how many, how many times I've heard from teams that with other organizations, you know, be it small, smaller tournament organi- uh, organizations, smaller event organizations, you know, there's some clubs out there that are not even, offering or honoring refunds for registration fees um you know and that tells you just how fragile uh some of some of our event operators are in this you know in the youth basketball space which is you know the space that i can that i can speak on um you know they're just honoring transfers to uh, future events but you know who knows when the future event can take place so at least you know we've been in a situation where hey if you were affected by you know this outbreak and you were registered for one of our events whether it was you know, next weekend or three months from now, you know, we're, we're going to honor that, that refund for you and get that back to you. That way you can, you know, you can use it within your organization, however you, you see fit, you know, hopefully you do keep it on file to use at a future event because inevitably you, we will be back up and running, but um, kind of to keep teams registration funds on file or, and kind of frozen like that just kind of tells you how, how drastic uh, some of the org- organizations operate um, just, just very, very fragile space. So, uh, with that said, you know, some of the uh, some of the help that was just recently announced, you know, here in the U.S. as far as uh, small business 
uh, help. Maybe it's zero interest loans or, you know, some of the individual uh, payments that are going out to, um, to people. You know, those, those are things that, you know, it's kind of overwhelming when you see the price tag that, that, that comes along with something like that. But uh, in my opinion, you know, it's, it's something that's going to have to be, uh, it's going to be critical. It's going to be crucial just to, you know, get economies back to scale and, and get, um, you know, people in a spot where it's at least resembling uh, some normality. You know, I think it's, it's not a situation where we don't have to, or we have to just sit on our hands and, and not expect a, a bailout or something of that sort. I think it's very critical to get, get us to a point to where we're, you know, doing things that we're uh, usually doing. So I think it's something that is actually going to be very positive. Well, and I think, you know, it's going to act as a bit of a reset and we talked about it before we jumped on and, and, and it's really mm-hmm. going to expose some bad businesses out there and, and not even isolated to so. sports mm-hmm. or youth and amateur alone, right. like businesses across the board. Um, those that either ran their business really tight and, and those are the ones you're going to feel bad for the, the family owned businesses that didn't have the luxury. Um, but on the flip side of that, like as a society, you know, there will be positive outcomes, we'll be more efficient as a society, we'll have different structures, you know, similar to what our our stock market is today versus what it was in the recession, right? Like, we'll we'll make positive steps forward, that will allow us to be better. And and, and those that can see the forest through the trees will have mm-hmm. the the most success. So I agree with you. And, and have you experienced with your teams, for the most part, a really positive response to to the decisions you've made? Or, and, and maybe kind of to, to expand on that, like what in this whole situation mm-hmm. has surprised you the most? Well, that's a really good question. I think, the you know, to me, the financial losses are, you know, they're just uncountable but you know one of the more devastating things that uh especially that our youth is missing out and and parents and coaches and even us as event operators are missing out on too i mean there's a lot of uh what would you call them just enriching life experiences that happen at you know even our tournaments or, or basketball practice or some of these team gatherings that that kids have i mean a kid needs to feel what it feels like to lose you know what it feels like to win what it feels like to go through a little bit of adversity, which, you know, this is an adverse time, but, you know, I, I think those are, are things that are not being spoken about as much just because, um, you know, the money is the most tangible thing. I think when, you know, when incomes, income comes to a halt, you know, that's, that's the most immediate issue, but there's, there's other things that are being lost um, in the equation too. Um, but with teams, I think, you know, back to your question, um, it, it really just speaks to almost the divide, I guess. I don't know if, if divide is the right term, but we've got a lot of teams that are so ready to play like right away. You know, they're, the virus, the outbreak is, is a concern, of course, because they, they realize the, uh, the ability that it has to, to spread and, and to infect people. But uh, they're just they're itching to get back onto the floor and, and play and come through on the promises that they've given their parents. And, you know, this is what we're going to do. These are the goals that we have for our organization. Um, on the other side of the coin, you have teams that they're just appalled that we even have anything left on the schedule. It's like, you know, we're shutting our season completely down. We don't even, we don't even have the, um, the intention to, to get together for, you know, July, August, September, you know, on into the fall or even next season in some cases. So that just shows you some of the, some of the ideas people have, some of the perceptions that people have. And uh, I think that's, that's been a really interesting thing to kind of 
uh, navigate through. But, you know, as far as our decision to pretty much, I guess, postpone everything for the next foreseeable future, uh, that decision has come with more support than, uh, than, than conflict. You know, I think people understand this is a decision that we have to make, uh, not only just because we're following local and, and national health guidelines, but, you know, we, we can't contribute uh, to the problem. We want to make sure that uh, when we are ready to go back, you know, full go, that it's at the, at the best and most appropriate time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I know, you know, touching on those enriching experiences, I know we talked about that a little bit the last time you were on the show. And ultimately, mm-hmm. it's a scenario that I couldn't agree more. My whole life has been shaped around those experiences. And, you know, it's, it's one of those ones, like you look at the collegiate space or the high school space and the senior mm-hmm. eligibility around a lot of this. So, you know, as a college athlete yourself, like I know, if you were to have lost your senior year, that would have been devastating, right? I mean, it's uh, right, right. It's it's one of those things, and I think a lot of people that that have never played college sports don't appreciate the buildup mm-hmm. to that senior experience, right? It, you know, we look at pro no, athletes that leave after two and three years or, or in basketball mm-hmm. after the first year, um, you know, you don't see the senior experience, but to many, many college athletes, that is the culmination mm-hmm. of 20 years of hard work. Absolutely. And, and even high school, and I actually help out with a, a local high school here just to, you know, just to be around the game as much as possible. Cause I, I grew up playing basketball and it's a sport that, uh, that I love. Obviously, I would probably be doing something different, um, but I'll shout them out. It's York Institute. They're a, it's a high school here in uh, in Jamestown, Tennessee. I'll shout them out because they deserve it, man. They went to the Elite Eight, or they, they earned a chance to go to the Elite Eight in, in Tennessee. Uh, they played in Murfreesboro at Middle Tennessee State University, and they got to the Elite Eight, and uh, you know, I don't know that they'll have an opportunity to play those those uh, quarterfinal, semifinal, and championship games, which is for a senior. I mean, not even for a senior, for for a, for a freshman or for a member of this community, you know, it's a small town. This is something that these kids are going to hang their hat on uh, for the rest of their lives and to not get a chance to go and play, even though it's, it's warranted, you know, it's justified, not, um, not disagreeing with that, but, you know, you build up um, years and years of, of, of just time and effort and practice and, and blood, sweat and tears, you know, <laughs> it's just uh, kind of devastating to see that that's the way that it ended uh, for those kids. I feel for them, but, um, you know, it's just something that we're all going to have to, to accept and, uh, and just hang in there. So it's, I completely it's, and agree. that's, that's, that's one, that's one situation, you know, across, um, the globe really. Well, and I think the one thing that will come from all of this is that as much as you're losing that experience, you're also gaining another one. I think it's going to give people mm-hmm. a unique perspective of what it is to not have everything, right? I think for a long time here, yeah, yeah. We've, we've seen, you know, society as a whole, especially in North America, get what they want, mm-hmm. right? And, and this is yeah, the first time yeah, in a yeah. long time that as a group, you haven't been able to get mm-hmm. everything you want. And I think it'll be a really right. interesting step for society and especially for our industry. Um, it'll give mm-hmm. people a little more of appreciation for what they do have and what people like yourself mm-hmm. and others in the industry do for them behind the scenes. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's really good. So well, we just can't, we can't hang, we can't hang our heads. You know, I think adversity is a very necessary part of life. It's, it's how we do Although this is kind of above and beyond what we've all experienced in the past. Um, it's how we, it's how we handle it. It's how we deal with it. I see talking to other small business owners who, uh, are not very optimistic, you know, and, and understandably so, but, um, you know, we've just got to, we've got to manage it. We've got to kind of bite down and, and, uh, just try to get to the other side and we definitely will. So. 
That's right. So moving to the other side, what are you guys doing to adapt? You know, I know you've talked about postponing, you know, some of the, the near future events, but how, how are you and how should other businesses within our space be looking to the future uh, to avoid short term, you know, peril and, and, long, and mm-hmm. achieve that long term success? Yeah, with us, I mean, there's not a lot that we're doing differently uh, right now. Although I've I've had some really interesting uh, ideas pitched to us that that we could uh, kind of manage and and be a different platform for, like e games. And uh, I saw one travel basketball group is uh, some getting videos submitted to them on, on like trick shots. You know, you go go out into your yard and uh, just do different things. It's kind of, it's kind of fun, but it actually is is turning into small streams of revenue for uh, for organizations like us. I've I've thought that was neat. Uh, but for us right now, we're just focusing on, um, you know, just enhancing what it is that we do. We, we're not just sitting on our hands and doing nothing. You know, we're talking um, in depth about our 2021 season where we've got a chance to kind of sit back and it, everything was so fast paced and, and just rapid fire in 2020 with sold out events weekend to weekend to weekend. We, we really didn't have a chance to sit down and, and peel a lot of that back and talk, talk about strengths and weaknesses um, on where we are right here, right now. So we've been able to do that a little bit. And if anything, you know, we're going to, we'll be, we'll be coming back a little bit better than, than we were. It's been, uh, it's been a crazy time, but it's, it's kind of been an, an opportunity to uh, just refresh ourselves and kind of hit the reset button at a, at a very untraditional time. We're supposed to be kind of ripping and roaring right now. And, uh, to not be is is uh, just kind of weird, um, but you know I think with other uh, organizations just outside of our space, you know I think just th- these these are simple things, but you know just cash reserves and being able to um, make it through a, a point that was unprecedented. Like I said, I don't think any anybody saw this coming. You know we've had to reshape our 2020 budget, and it'll affect how we talk about and establish a 2021 budget. Just in case, hey, what if we what if something happens and we take two or three weekends off, you know, that's, that's something that we haven't talked about in the past. We thought this thing was automatic from February to June. We were going to have events that roll over weekend to weekend. We have estimations and anticipations on what revenues and expenses look like. And I'm telling you, man, that's, that's kind of been blown up uh, from the interior, but it's just, you know, I think that's a a lot of the conversations that organizations will have uh, sports or non-sports. I agree. And I mean, ultimately, it's one of those scenarios that people are going to have that perspective of, you know, being a little more responsible with their cash flow. And I think it mm-hmm. honestly, as as a, as a business that kind of sees a little bit more perspective across different businesses and different sports, like it, it's a perspective our industry needs to have a better handle on. So, you know, I do think yeah. that those that haven't understood it moving ahead will will do a better job of it um and and i think you'll see less people going event to event revenue wise so i I think it'll be a good thing for the space and we just got to kind of let it play out so with all of that what's the biggest lesson that i think you've learned um in this process i mean obviously there's stuff you've learned as a business but but you as blake thompson what what is the thing that either is a perspective or a lesson that that you're going to take away from this experience uh, for me personally, what I've uh, caught myself doing a lot lately, you know, out, outside of the scope of just um, trying to get the organization where it needs to be and, and on, on solid feet moving forward. Personally, uh, obviously, I've had a lot of time to spend at home. I've got a three-year-old son that at this time of the year, you know, I kind of kiss him on the way out of the door just because we're so busy. And I've got an understanding wife who um, who understands the the demands that this business can um, can create, uh, especially during this time. But to be able to spend 
some time with them. Uh, I'm just a few uh, houses down from my grandparents who are, who are elderly and going through some other uh, illnesses. You know, that has been almost a blessing to me, although we're missing out on businesses and that sort of thing. Um, this thing will have an end to it. So I'm just trying to, you know, just stay positive and take advantage of these opportunities to, to be a family person. I've got a lot of, uh, um, you know, I've got a lot of stake in that and, and a family man, definitely. So uh, to be able to spend some extra time with them that I definitely would not have had things been normal. Uh, that's been rewarding, honestly. Yeah, no, I, and I've heard all that from a lot of people. It's kind of, uh, again, it's it's going to change our perspective through all this. And I know, you know, we've talked to people that work in different industries over the last couple of years saying, you know, I'm working eight to eight because I have to. Well, maybe this changes mm-hmm. that, right? Maybe we start to say, right. listen, like, is this really worth it where we were at as a society? Can we roll it back? Um, yeah. you know, we, I, I saw an interesting thing a couple of days ago that said, listen, when we're done this, let's give the service people Sundays off again, right? Like we don't need the grocery store to be open every Sunday, right? Like, you know, just starting to reevaluate, reevaluate some of those things in our lives, right? It's, uh, it's, It's definitely an interesting conversation. So moving ahead, like obviously you've impacted, you know, your business in a big way with the decisions to postpone and move ahead. But do you, do you see this as a detrimental long-term outcome or do you just look at this at this point as like, you know what, we're going to take our losses, we're going to move ahead. And and Mm -hmm. with that, like, is there, is there a fear factor moving forward or do you feel like you can outwork the problem? Because I think from my perspective, that's, that's the thing that I believe we can do. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. you see it the same way, but maybe you see, I have a different perspective to, to how you, yeah. um, yeah. you know, how it impacts your business moving ahead. Yeah. I'd like to hear your, uh, kind of a, an expansion on that from you as well, just in your perspective, but we're not, um, you know, I, I don't think, uh, you know, we're going to be fearful moving forward. I, I think, like you said, we're going to move past it and, and be in a situation to be better off than we were before. And I think any other, you know, any other type of perspective is honestly, that, that would be more of a, of a detriment, honestly, just to have that uh, uh, sort of perception moving forward. We plan, um, obviously, to kind of count our losses right now, like you said, and, uh, and get to a point um, that's appropriate to kind of resume normal business operations. And at that time, although it may uh, change the way that we do some of our budgeting and some of our planning and especially some of our contingency planning. Uh, I think that, that those things are healthy. I mean, those things that are, are going to be a need going forward, whether something like this happens, hopefully not, but whether something this hap- like this happens or not, you know, we've got to be prepared for it. So I think it's, it's only going to strengthen uh, our business model and, and help us to be prepared for things that, that may happen in the future. But we, we plan on hitting the ground running and, um, you know, just, resuming what was a great season and, and we plan on picking up where we left off uh, with really no fear at all. Absolutely. No. And, and from our side, I mean, I, I see it the same way. There's a definitely short-term constraints and I think every business is reevaluating the next 60 days at the very least. And, you know, that's yeah. kind of the way we looked at it. The, the silver lining is that from our business perspective, we've been expanding different opportunities within our space. And as a result, like we do have some free time to address some of the things that maybe were, you know, item three on the list of many or, or item 12, you know, mm-hmm. and ultimately that's what we're using this time to do is to sure up those things that when our core business gets back up and running as a full machine, as it was before, ultimately 
we're going to have these other peripheral opportunities as as nice tertiary or secondary uh, pieces of our business. So, you know, I've always said Good. to our business before any of this uh, that I, I've, I want people on our team that can outwork me. The reality is they can't. Um, but the dream of, of, of acquiring people that want that level of aspiration is why I have absolute faith that we will recover with no issues because our team's hungry and our team wants more yeah. and they see the vision that, that we have for our company. So, so I have a great deal of confidence in, in our opportunity um, because we have a grand plan and, and we're going to get there as a result of this. Um, mm-hmm. and, and ultimately, I think some people just don't have a plan. And those are the ones that I'm concerned for. And, and you know, sure. I've said sure. many times on social media or, or to people directly, I'm here to help. So if anyone has questions, I don't look at it as a, as a money grab. I don't look at it as a, you know, call for business. Like I, I look at it as like, there's a legitimate opportunity to do the right thing and help people here. And if we have a little bit of extra free time in the next 60 days, um, there's no better time to expand and build relationships to help people than right now. Right. No, that's a great perspective. I totally agree. So from the team's perspective that you're doing business with on a regular regular, um, schedule, what, what is it that they can do right now, a, to keep themselves busy and, or to maybe help, um, not just their own business, but the industry as a whole. I know we've talked about, um, events, postponing revenues and, and holding on to it until the event is moved forward. But what can teams do to help get events back on their feet and, and help move the industry forward once we start to pull back restrictions in the next you know, 60 days or so. Yeah, I think teams are doing a good job of uh, just staying in contact with us. And although we have an, a lot of outreach uh, to teams now on, um, you know, just kind of a weekly basis on a status update of, of where we are and where we could anticipate picking back up. Uh, but like I said, teams have done a good job of, of kind of staying on top of it for themselves because look, they're just as bad as we want to host an event and have them there. Um, they have that same, um, intention to play, you know, they, they have that same, same urge to play a lot of these programs, you know, they work on, uh, payments from parents, you know, a parent could pay, you know, 500, even up to a thousand or, or more, uh, dollars in some cases for, a, uh, an individual child to be a part of a travel basketball organization. And what that, uh, what those funds go to are things like, you know, travel and X amount of, um, uh, of tournament opportunities. And now that those opportunities are, um, have been taken away, um, they're, they're kind of in the same boat as us. You know, they're having to deal with refunds or uh, future promises that, that are, are hard to guarantee uh, right now. But the organizations that I see kind of doing it the right way, in my opinion, um, I mean, this is trickled all the way down to their ability to practice. I mean, schools are closed. And I would say probably a strong 70 to 80% of teams out there at least use one school or maybe a couple schools to do their practices. And they can't do that anymore. Um, and I've seen organizations, I've reached out to organizations to ask them those questions. You know, what is it that you guys are doing uh, to just stay afloat, stay relative and, and stay impactful uh, for the youth that you have within your organization? And a lot of teams are using whatever communication platforms that they have to, you know, just just throw out practice plans and, and different drills and things that, that kids can do uh, at their at their houses, you know, in their driveways or in their bedrooms or uh, in the backyard and um, those things are, are important right now. I mean, that's, that's really all teams can do. If you have a limit on the ability to gather as an organization, you know, gosh, it's, you gotta, gotta think outside of the box, uh, to try to get teams, 
doing what they need to be doing and, and be constructive and, and, um, and build toward the goals that they had when the season started. But now that things have changed so drastically, you know, it's, it's tough. I think some organizations have has completely just shut it down and said, we'll see you guys next season. And, um, you know, you can't, you can't fault them from, for that either. But a lot of organizations are at least trying to stay in front of their kids, at least trying to be, um, a, a small part of what they were going to mean for a young child's life uh, at the beginning of the season compared to now. So it's, it's been interesting to see uh, different teams are taking different approaches, but um, you know, it's like I said, it's just, it's a challenge. I've seen re- some really cool stuff on social media about different programs you can do from home and, you know, whether it be mm-hmm. a sport like baseball that was just ramping up into the summer months or whether it be something like basketball that is now dealing with a little bit of atrophy and all of these things, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's been some really cool stuff. Um, so if you are, you know, active on social media, you can find a lot of really interesting stuff from some really good coaches out there to keep your kids or your team active. So, you know, definitely use Mm -hmm. those resources. I mean, Twitter is definitely an underappreciated social media these days, especially within the sporting space. So don't be afraid to dive in and get lost in that rabbit hole. Um, Last big question, (laughs) last big question for me, Blake is, uh, through all of this, obviously, as a business owner, this has hit you in a different way than a lot of people. Um, who or what has been your savior through all of this? Because the stressors of owning your own business in in the last you know thirty days has been mm-hmm. a challenge that very few people can understand or appreciate. So, what's gotten you through that? Is it a person? Is it is it a process? Or is it something else in between? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm a faithful person, Tyler. I mean, I've, I've got faith in God and I've, you know, I think, um, just to be able to rely on that is, 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 has been a great thing outside of that. You know, it's just, it's just my perception changed when the news hit and we, and we canceled events. We spoke uh, before we got onto the podcast about us canceling a 130 team event in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And at that moment, of cancellation, you know, when we finally had to pull the plug and let teams know, Hey, this is not, uh, something that that is practical at this point, even though we were 48 hours from uh, from game time, you know, that decision, uh, I can remember hitting send on an email and reaching out to teams via phone and, and call and text uh, that we were canceling the event that it was just, it was such a regrettable, uh, weird, like uncomfortable, difficult decision to make. And then when we made the decision, it was, uh, I was surprisingly just not not as stressed and not as uh, just torn away from it as I thought I would be. Um, you know, I, I immediately went from, you know, oh my gosh, we have to cancel one of our biggest events prior to the national championship. Um, you know, that was kind of an, an urgent decision that had to be made and it was a tough decision to make, but it was the correct decision to make. And once we got past that and teams understood kind of where we were, not only with that event specifically, but where we were uh, as a nation right then and where we were as, as just kind of as this world pandemic uh, developed and more and more news was just rapidly um, coming to the to the forefront. You know, there was there was just kind of a piece that came over uh, myself and my staff and said, "Hey, you know, we're we're going to be in this thing together. Uh, we're not going anywhere. And uh, when it's time to to get back to normal, we we definitely will. But just that, uh, just the ability to to remain positive, the ability to remain confident." and what we have built and, um, and just, the the anticipation of getting back. That's, that's what, that's what's kept us, um, around for, for now. Well, I, I leaned on a saying that my father-in-law uses regularly and it is, it's only money. 
And it's, it's the yeah. best way to work through it as a business owner. Money is so irrelevant mm-hmm. to the grand scheme of living. It is a means to an end. Um, and mm-hmm. ultimately we needed to do certain things, but if you look at it from that perspective right. and that perspective of alone, uh, it's really easy to see the positives, uh, spending time with your family and what you can learn and build on from all this. So that's, that's the thing oh, I yeah, recommend I, I people think, lean on. Well, like you said, right, right now, if this was, if this few weeks or a few months, however this thing spreads out, if, if your business, if your ambitions, if your goals, um, you know, if, if it just takes this amount of time, you know, however, however long this, this time may be, if it, if it just takes that to completely, completely shut you down, you know, we probably didn't have, uh, the right kind of structure and, and the right kind of foundation to begin with. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's a setback for sure, but, um, this is not going to make or break, uh, guys like myself and, and guys like you, Tyler. That's right. I completely agree. I mean, it's, it's ability to lean on everyone in our industry. It's a pretty tight knit community and that's, that's where we live. And, uh, that's where we, we breathe our, our, our passion for sports. So, how do people get a hold of you, Blake? I know um, as you look to move ahead in your business, where can people mm-hmm. connect with with you guys and find out a little bit more about Team A Basketball? Yeah, so we're on the uh, you know your normal social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is all at Teammates Hoops T E A M M A T E H O O P S at Teammate Hoops. Uh, our URL is teammatebasketball dot com. Uh, another thing that we were developing even prior uh, to the outbreak we were developing a, a shooting program, like a basketball shot training program uh, that was going to be led by myself, but implemented into other markets. And we've, we've been able to um, kind of speed that up. It's called the nest next elite shooter training. And it's not, not hot and online just yet, but uh, we're, we're putting the pedal to the metal on that. And we'll be serving uh, certain communities in certain areas immediately. And also doing things like, um, shot training, like, like bookings and, uh, team workouts and that sort of thing. We'll kind of take the show on the road a little bit. It was an idea for us to stay in front of teams in the off season. Um, but now, you know, it's, it's something that I think that we could start to implement earlier, even, uh, through some of the, uh, some of the outbreak with teams wanting to just stay active and, and improve their game. Um, but yeah, other than that, teammatebasketball.com, we'll still have our schedule of events, up uh, that hasn't changed obviously things are fluid right now as far as um, events that teams have the ability to participate in but there's some other neat things uh, on the website so definitely reach out definitely connect with us would love to hear from people and uh, just get other pers- uh, perspectives on what's happening in other people's lives I think that's I think that's healthy I totally agree and, and be sure to share uh, the nest product with me when uh, when you get it up and yeah, running definitely I love, no, I'm, love I'm, I'm pumped about it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a shooter from from day one man I can't cannot wait to get that up and going and just, uh, and just have some fun with it and, and improve, uh, improve the game. That's awesome. I appreciate it. And I really appreciate you jumping on today, Blake. And I uh, want to say thank you uh, for mm-hmm. the positive contribute contributions to the space and uh, mm-hmm. look forward to seeing what you guys do on the backside of all this chaos. So good luck to you and the team. And uh, it's been another episode of tournament talk. Let's uh, be sure to follow Blake across all social platforms and, and don't be afraid to, uh, give him a hard time, but also sign up for his upcoming events. So uh, thanks again, Blake. Always, always a pleasure, Tyler. Thank you so much. Take care.